0: Amen. Well, good morning. Merry Christmas Eve. I know we're all saying Merry Christmas, but Christmas Eve, right? Uh, for those who don't know me, I know we have a lot of guests here today. I am uh, Mark, I'm the pastor here at our Syracuse campus. Um, I really want to thank you guys for joining us today as we celebrate the birth of Jesus, this amazing time of year. Now, today, Christmas Eve, this is the final day of the Advent season, with tomorrow being Christmas. Um, and today, We are actually finishing our Advent sermon series. And as I mentioned, I know we have a lot of guests here today, so I'll catch you up to speed. Also, for those of you unaware, we actually meet every Sunday uh, for worship, not just Christmas and Easter. Uh, So you guys, in all honesty, we would love to have you join us next Sunday and and every other Sunday. Um, We meet at 1030 every Sunday here. Um, But I also want to make sure I personally invite you to our Christmas Eve bonfire tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're gonna be over at our new property. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. We're gonna have carols, hot cocoa, s'mores. Um, it, it's it's gonna be a great time. It's gonna be at 6 p.m. Uh, obviously, with a, it being a bonfire, it's gonna be outside. So dress warm, dress appropriately. Um, but it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, so so for those of you who are guests or or new, maybe we recently purchased a property just. It's literally like a stone's throw away over here, just to the east, um, right up here on Antelope. Um, and it's got an existing building that we have been so blessed to find that we're going to turn into a church. And, and it's going be, to be great to celebrate that tonight. If you want to come over just to check out the building, um, we're going to have it open. And you guys can take a tour through it and, and check it out. Uh, but as I mentioned, we're wrapping up our four-week Advent series today. Now, Advent is the season of anticipating the arrival of the Messiah, Jesus. In fact, that's what the word Advent means, is arrival. And traditionally, it has been celebrated with a wreath surrounded by four candles, each representing something different each week as they're lit in succession. So, in week one, the first candle represents hope. That very first Christmas Jesus' birth was the fulfillment of the hope that the nation of Israel had in the promise of a coming Messiah. And Jesus is the ultimate hope, not just for Israel, but for the entire world, for all of us. And week two was peace. And the peace that Jesus brought went beyond just eliminating conflict. Okay, Through Jesus, we have peace with God, we have peace with ourselves, and we have peace with, with all of those around us. And this kind of peace, it gives us a wholeness that can't be experienced anywhere else. In fact, the word peace, the, the word used for it, the old Hebrew word shalom, it means much greater than peace. It means wholeness or completeness. And so that's what we, what we talk about when we talk about peace. And then last week, if you were here, uh, we talked about the third candle, representing joy. And if you were here, you heard a message about the great joy we can have in the Lord. And it's a joy that's a decision rather than a feeling. Okay? It's a joy that can't be overcome by anything in the world, by anything that, that goes on here, any, anything that we experience. It's an unending joy if we choose to have that joy. So today is the fourth week of Advent, the very last day of Advent, and this fourth candle represents love. Let me turn this clicker on real quick, but let me ask you a question. What is love? What is love? When you you think about that word, it's a word that we use a lot, right? There are some concepts that we have for the word love, but but there's a biblical concept as well for love. We use the word pretty broadly. For example, I love Mexican food, right? I love my dog. I love my wife. Now, I used the same word for all three of those, didn't I? But they mean something different each time. I better not love Mexican food the same way that I love my wife. Or I'm in big trouble. And while we may think that we understand love, understanding God's love is another story. God has an entirely different level of love for us and the love that he calls us to have for one another. In 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 to 8, it says, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God. For God is love. There's a, there's a test of sorts here in this passage. This test is asking yourself if you have true biblical love or not. Because biblical love, godly love, is a, is a higher form of love. God's love is totally unconditional. And that's because, like it says here, God is love. All real love flows from him. It doesn't originate from ourselves. And if we know and love God, then it will be evident by the way that we love others. Biblical love far surpasses the world's ideas of love. See, the world teaches that love is a, a feeling, something that just comes upon you, okay? But God teaches that love is something much more. Love isn't simply a feeling. Love is a choice. It's a, it's a verb, that word love. First Corinthians teaches us the kind of love that God instructs us to have. In chapter 13, starting verse 4, love is patient and kind Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. Reading on, it does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. See, this is the love of God that completely transcends our concepts of love. God's love is unconditional, absolutely selfless and, and sacrificial. And Christmas is a time when we reflect on that kind of sacrificial love that God displayed to us. That's why it's the fourth word for Advent. First John 4, 9, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. And one of the traditions of Christmas is giving gifts, right? Sometimes all of our Christmas shopping ends up distracting us from really understanding and celebrating Christmas correctly. But we give gifts to one another as a reminder of the greatest gift of all that was given to us that very first Christmas. God gifted us his one and only son. Jesus is God's Christmas gift to us. And there's no greater gift than that. God gave us that gift, not because we deserve it, because we don't. He gave, he gave us Jesus because of his great love for us. Jesus came not only to demonstrate how great God's love is for us, but he came to express what real biblical love is. Service, sacrifice, and forgiveness. Reading on into verse 10, this is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. See, the greatest symbol of love that exists is the cross. Jesus died in our place, paying our debt that we couldn't possibly pay on our own. God's love is sacrificial and unconditional. It says right here, that we didn't love first, he loved us first. And Jesus laid his perfect life down in our place out of love and in turn gave us salvation by giving us his righteousness because that's the beauty of the gospel, that we don't depend on our own righteousness. We're granted the righteousness of Jesus when we put our faith in him. And that's the message of Christmas. That's what the Advent season is all about. Jesus and his fulfillment of the hope of a Savior. The peace that he brings us. The joy that surpasses everything else. And the love of God. This Christmas, let's remember how great of a gift giver God truly is. And let's celebrate what a great love that God has for us. Let's pray. Lord, we, we do thank you so much for your great love for us. A love that really we, we can't truly fully understand. A love that caused you, Father, to send your one and only son to step down from heaven, to come down and, and live as one of us to serve us and teach us and love people, unlovable people, completely unlovable people. Lord, and eventually to lay his life down in our place. Lord, I pray that this Christmas season we would, we would view the Christmas story as a rescue story, that you came to rescue a rebellious people who turned away from you. Lord, you didn't want to leave us there. You didn't leave us in that place. and You sent Jesus to rescue us from our sin. Lord, what a special time that first Christmas night must have been. Lord, when we saw the fulfillment of all the promises that you had made from the beginning. Since the fall, there had been a promise that we would be rescued. Lord, you fulfilled that promise Sending Jesus, and that's what we celebrate every Christmas, that amazing Christmas night when Jesus was born. Lord, we love you and thank you, and we pray all these things in the precious, holy name of Jesus. Amen.